Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. We've got a bit of an odyssey of a life ahead with Tim Case as our guest for today's Song of the Soul. Though Tim Case's musical career began more than 15 years ago, it went quiescent for much of the intervening years. It has now come fully back to life. Tim says his policy for writing a song is to feel the ones that make him cry, to know that they are the songs to be shared. From his time with Ghost Town Council to his current collaborations with Jake Soha of Rock Creek Song Dogs and as part of the Chippewa Valley Songwriters Circle, Tim digs deep to speak heart-to-heart and provide musical therapy for those seeking wholeness. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production help today. Tim Case joins me in person. Tim, thank you so very much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I've lived in the Chippewa Valley of Wisconsin since 1988, and I've been exposed to a whole lot of music here, but I've never yet seen you perform. Now, part of this has to do with the pandemic and rising out of your relative musical seclusion, but I'm wondering just how much that is ramping up for you right now. It absolutely is. I've been living here in Eau Claire for, let's see, I moved here in 2009, and prior to that, I lived in Madison. And I was very busy and active in the music scene down there. When I moved up here for grad school and also to, I was, I just started dating my wife. I told myself, like, whatever you do when you move up to Eau Claire, don't stop playing music. <laughs> and as soon as I got up here, it just, I went to a couple open mics, but then I just got so busy with school and then school turned into a job. You know, this relationship turned into marriage, turned into family. By then I looked back and 10 years had gone by and I hadn't really done anything with music until COVID. That's when I started working from home and had a little more time. And for me, like a big part of, of playing music is just having time alone in my house. And so working from home allowed me, even if it was only an hour, half hour a day, to start picking up the guitar, start singing and writing again. And so it was the spring of 2022 when I started writing again and started recording a few songs just on my phone and sharing them with friends. And then spent that summer writing songs and then got in touch with an old friend of mine named Brian Knapp who at the time had kind of a co-op recording studio down in Madison and, and asked if, if he'd you know want to record me. And so we got together in September 2022, did some recording, and then I really started playing live again. I guess it was about this time last year, almost a year ago today is when I got out and started playing, and then it, it ramped up quickly from there. So, so no, if you've missed me over the years, it's because I haven't been out there much until recently. Well, I got pointed in your direction by Jake Soha, who I interviewed just recently. He said that you two played together, and he said, you gotta talk to Tim. And he was so clear about it, and I understand why, now having listened to your music, since then, it's so compelling. 
Yeah, when I said I, around this time last year I started playing again, I actually I decided I was going to start out with a few open mics, and my goal in 2023 was just play 10 open mics and see what happens by the end of the year. But that choosing the first one was tricky. It's like, well, some of these are pretty public. Some real big shots from the Eau Claire music scene show up to these. I don't want to bomb in front of them. So I found one down in Osseo at <laughs> Northwoods. North, yes, I thought, well... If I bomb in Osseo, you just don't go to Osseo anymore. <laughs> Not a big deal. And Jake was hosting that night. He was super encouraging, and we hit it off right away. And he just kind of casually threw out there, yeah, you know, if you start booking gigs, let me know. I'd love to play with you. And I took him up on that. We started playing together. I believe your first performance was back in 2009, and you were playing with a band then. What band and what kind of music did you do? It was a band called Ghost Town Council um, down in Madison, and that was kind of an alternative country kind of thing, like a folk rock in the style of Wilco on our best day. <laughs> Wilco, drive-by truckers, stuff like that. Just basic kind of folk rock songs with what we thought of as having meaningful lyrics. I started in 2008. I was 27. Always kind of been a late bloomer when it comes to music, and I'd, I'd reached a point in my life where... I was working a job I didn't love. I was in a relationship that was kind of on its last legs at the time. I was renting a place in Madison and kind of moving from place to place every year when the lease was up and just didn't feel like I had a strong grip on any part of my life. It was all just kind of moving away from me. And I thought, well, this is a perfect time to form a band. <laughs> and I just turned 27. And for whatever, for whatever reason back then, the, the odd years always hit me really hard, just made me feel super old. Like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm 27 years old. My life is just wasting away. And now I look back at it, you know, being 43. And it's like, I just want to shake myself like you were just a baby. <laughs> so yeah, I was 27. And I put out an ad on Craigslist just saying, hey, I, I play guitar. Here's my influences. It was stuff like Wilco and Neil Young and things like that. And I got two responses back. One was from a guy in Madison who sent me like the most perfect home recorded cover of a Neil Young song I've ever heard. And it was so intimidating. I just deleted it right away. <laughs> I still feel bad. I didn't respond to the guy. I hope it, hope it didn't break his heart. It was really good. And the other was from uh, Brian Knapp, who I mentioned. And he was a couple years older than me, but kind of going through the same thing. Just had always wanted to start a band and play music and was just finally getting around to it at 29 or 30 years old. So I met up with him and a, a drummer he'd been playing with named Nate Penny, and we just hit it off right away. It was like we'd known each other all our lives. A couple months later, I found a bass player named Mason Amonstall, another guy who's still a good friend to this day, and that was Ghost Town Council. We spent... Oh, I don't know. It must have been six to nine months. We were like the hardest working band in Madison that never got a gig. <laughs> we were just, for the first six or nine months, yeah, we were just in Brian's basement doing a lot of writing. MySpace was a thing at the time, so we'd record demos, put them up on MySpace. We played a few covers, but mostly original songs, And but we had no idea, how do you book a gig? Like, where do you even start with this? And Fortunately, we were in the right place at the right time one night and got an offer to open up for the band Split Lip Rayfield at the High Noon Saloon, which at the time was one of the like the premier clubs in Madison. Like if you were an up and coming band, you wanted to play at the High Noon Saloon. And we just out of nowhere just got this offer to open up for Split Lip, who at the time were kind of like one of the forefathers of the like alternative bluegrass kind of scene. So it was our very first show was a sold out show at like the best club in Madison. And we were punching way above our, our weight at the time. And it was it was one of the best nights of my life. And it, 15 years later, I finally got around to writing a song about it. And that's, that's the song, Robbie Robertson. 
We'll go straight into it. The song is called Robbie Robertson and is performed by Robbie's alter ego, Tim Case. Mid December 2008, we were packing up the van, running late for the load in. I knew It was our first gig We had stars in our eyes and Bellies full of fire Butterflies that we pinned down with Cheap jokes and alcohol and Then the headliner Showed up late And used the whole sound check On a gas tank base But if you wait till you're ready It's already too late So get up on stage We played our set One good intention at a time Just like a Mustang On the assembly line And you can practice anything Except having fun When the last notes Of deathbed faded out Finally allowed myself to look out at the crowd and just bask in the waning glow of their divided attention. And then I floated right off the stage and I felt like a new man made. When heaven's gates swing wide You don't ask questions Just get inside Before they catch their mistake like Robbie Robertson Because of the pained expressions on my face When I made a mistake I made a lot of mistakes But it felt so great Be on that stage To be inside the gates Well I was inside the gates 
if you wait till you're ready, it's already too late. If you caught it, folks, but I did the first time I listened to the song, Robbie Robertson, written and performed by Tim Case, our guest here today for Song of the Soul. There is a touch of the sacred in that one. I'm not sure all you listeners caught it since it isn't exhibited in explicit words, but I'm used to listening for the currents well under the surface. I mean, that kind of listening is a central part of my Quaker practice. Where does spirit manifest in that one for you, Tim? Oh, it's interesting that you ask that because it's there on a number of levels and some of them were intentional. Some of the imagery in the song, like when heaven's gates swing wide, there's kind of a narrative of like life and death and then the afterlife in the song and through something as kind of silly as as playing a rock and roll show. But I think that speaks to how music has been just kind of a, a guiding light in my life. It's been something I've been obsessed with since I was a little kid and I grew up in the Pentecostal church where listening to rock and roll music wasn't always something that was encouraged even <laughs> even even when I could find christian music to listen to it wasn't always encouraged <laughs> either so it was always something i kind of had to hide but it was like this obsession that i followed since i was a kid and i just always had this deep desire to like be in a band and not just be in a band but be in a good band that was ghost town council for me it was just stumbling into that situation at 27 and finally being like in a really good band and getting to play a good show at a good club it kind of changed my life at the time because it changed the way I, I looked at possibilities. If you would have asked me at, at 26, like, do you think you'll ever get to play a show at the High Noon Saloon? I'd say, absolutely not. That's insane. I would never get to do that. And here I was, you know, a year later getting to do that. So it just kind of expanded my horizons. And it took me a long time, you know, because I wrote that song in 2022 at, when I was 41 years old, you know, 13 years after it happened. It took me that long to kind of process that and admit to myself that was really important to me. That was a, kind of a hinge point in my life. I met my wife shortly after that, and I quit my job and decided to go back to grad school. It moved up to Eau Claire and just completely changed anything. And I think being in that band and the relationships in that band and the experiences we had was a big part of that. Just showing myself, hey, like you can do this stuff if you, if you set your mind to it. I think the other sacred part of the song is, I think, in the keyboards, in the, in the piano and in the organ. That was played by my friend Mike Camilleri. We both grew up in Beloit, and we had a mutual friend who lived across the street from me and then moved to Eau Claire. It was actually the guy who introduced me to my wife, so there's that connection, and then also introduced me to Mike. And so when Brian and I were putting together the EP back in 2022 and recording Robbie Robertson, we were like, you know, this really needs some kind of piano. And we were just thinking something so small, like just a little plinky thing in the bridge. And neither one of us plays piano. So we were trying to do it ourselves and it was just turning out horrible. So I was like, let me throw out an email to my friend, Mike. And Mike's like a celebrated jazz pianist down in Madison. He's like an in-demand guy. He doesn't do this for everybody. So I emailed him and he got back to me right away. He said, yeah. He said, I'd love to just send it to me. And so I sent it to him and then I didn't hear anything for like three weeks. I was like, oh no, (laughs) he hates the song. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I think it was like Thanksgiving weekend, 2022. He sent me back just a demo that he'd recorded at home. I remember laying in bed. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I got, I just laid in bed that night listening to it and just cried. It was just so emotional. And he had picked up on that sacred thing 
that you talk about in the song, and he brought like there's almost a gospel feel to the music. You take the keyboards out, and it's not really in there, but you add the keyboards to it, and he brought this like gospel quality to it. And also, there's kind of a funereal kind of thing to it. Like it sounds like a song you could play to eulogize someone. And I think there was something in that when I was writing it, like this is the only song I ever write because it was the first song I'd written in 15 years. Like, if this is the last song I ever write, I need to say everything in this song. I need to express how put much, it put it all in there, how much I love music, how much those guys in that band meant to me. And yeah, and just the kind of the central thesis of the song, which is if you wait till you're ready, it's already too late. You just, you're never going to be ready. Was that a maxim handed to you by your father or something? No, it just popped into my head as I was writing it. And I just wrote it down like, ooh, that's a, that's a good line. My friend Aaron has something that he got from his parents. If you're not five minutes early, you're 10 minutes late, yes. which is not my policy because I'm a procrastinator. But you also mentioned in that song, as the notes of Deathbed faded out. Deathbed? What, what the hell? Deathbed was a song by Ghost Town Council. That's a song uh, that, that Brian wrote. And it was like... I don't think it was the first song our band had, but it was our first good song. And it was the one we always either opened or closed with. At least in that version of the band, that was kind of like our theme song. And it was just a beautiful song. And it was a song that Brian wrote for his childhood friends that he grew up with from high school and middle school. And But the chorus was, thanks for all the good times and the memories that'll never die. So it kind of became just like this theme song for the band. And, and I think it was the last song we played at that show. <laughs> when I heard that word, I was thinking like some kind of handbangers music or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. No, we were, we were pretty mellow. Well, let's do some more of your music. Where should we head next? So back in 2022, I recorded and released this EP called Great Big Moon. And Robbie Robertson was the first song from that. And the last song on it is a song called Lake Louie. You know, Robbie Robertson was kind of like kicking off this wonderful era of my life back in 2008, where I was playing music and figuring out what I wanted to do next. And Lake Louie's kind of the bookend to that. Following that show that I wrote about in Robbie Robertson, the, the band got really busy. We played a bunch of shows and started thinking about going back to school and I met my wife in March of 2009. We also met at the High Noon Saloon, <laughs> the same place the band played its first show. We met on St. Patrick's Day 2009 and there was a, a band called The Kissers that I mentioned in the song that would play a show every year on St. Patrick's Day and they're kind of an Irish rock band. And oddly enough, their accordion player was Mike Camilleri, who also played on Robbie Robertson. Kind of brings that full circle. So I wrote Lake Louie in the summer of 2022, and it was my wife's and my 10th wedding anniversary. And so it, was, it started out as kind of a gift to her, just kind of a song about the night we met. But really, it ended up kind of becoming a bookend to the EP because Robbie Robertson kind of kicked it off. And Lake Louie was about kind of the beginning of the end of that era in Madison and just deciding to kind of follow this relationship up to Eau Claire to go back to school and start something new up here, which has been just the best decision I ever made. You know, I started a career up here and, you know, we got married and had a family. We've got a daughter now who's uh, nine years old. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, Lake Louie is kind of, uh, it's about the night my wife and I met. Well, the ink had barely dried On my place on the east side I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor The future was uncertain 
kept my past behind the curtain Each passing day was a revolving door But it was springtime I loved that city And I was finally in a place where I belonged around the square A friend was waiting there And so were you No, I didn't know it yet So I joined you in the back And I guess I made you laugh When I insisted We'd already met And I was wrong And you were right Rest assured It would not be the last time And it was springtime And I loved that city And I was finally in a place Where I belonged Yes, the kissers played No, I have no memory Of the night Beyond my present company Found a quiet place upstairs Where we peeled away the layers And I was open the hours fell away And I asked you if you knew Michael Perry We both agreed his book was pretty great Surrounded by the people and the places that I loved I could feel my heart begin to pull away And I know bar time was the wrong time For that damn oatmeal stout I only wanted to impress you with my taste Standing at the table with that tall glass in my hand You see my best intentions on my face And you just laughed And took a sip And I don't blame you if you couldn't finish it So we left it on the bar And went outside to count some stars Take a deep breath Of the morning air The future was uncertain But the past was growing distant As we headed arm in arm Down Dayton Street And it was springtime I miss that city But I am finally in a place where I belong. 
It's a happy winter's day in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where I'm sitting across from Tim Case. That song, Lake Louie, is from his EP release called Great Big Moon. And when you want to track down Tim Case, go to greatbigmoon.com. And he's got links there to the other parts of Tim's musical life, like SoundCloud, YouTube, other places where you'll find his music and schedule. I was curious about one thing, Tim. You didn't choose to share any of the recordings of your music from back when you were with Ghost Town Council. How long were you with them? I was with them about two years. We did do some recording during that time, but it was mostly just kind of home recording. It's pretty rough. Uh, we They did record an album um, before the band kind of disbanded, but that was several years after I had left. So you can find the Ghost Town Council album on Bandcamp. It's still out there. It's an excellent album. Brian recorded it. Same guy who he was the singer in Ghost Town Council, and he also he produced that. He produced my EP, and so it's it's a really incredible album. But I didn't play on it. <laughs> in that song, I heard only positive things about your relationship with your wife. Of course, for a tenth anniversary song, you're not likely to write it down. Or <laughs> exactly, but yeah. you had finally achieved your dream, Ghost Town Council. You're playing the big venues. You've got recognition. You're going with great musicians. And along she comes, steals your hearts, rips you out of the perfect music scene. <laughs> so how many fights have you had about that? <laughs> you know, none. But I think writing Robbie Robertson was cathartic for me because it was me admitting how much the band experience had meant to me. Because moving up here, it was it was a tough decision because I, I did have a lot of things going for me down in Madison, but it was all kind of underwritten by this job that I hated <laughs> at the time. So I just knew, like, I got to get rid of this job. If I get a different job, I'm probably not going to have time for the band anyway, so the best thing is going to be to go back to school. But it was still a very tough decision, and it was something that was in my mind. Definitely for the first year I moved up here, when I saw the band continuing on, and I was struggling through the first year of grad school, and there, there were these thoughts in the back of my mind, like, did I make the right decision? Gradually, things settled down up here. I absolutely know I made the right decision, but writing Robbie Robertson and then writing Lake Louie was a cathartic experience because there is a bit of that subtext in Lake Louie. Like, yes, this is the night I met the love of my life and it's all wonderful, but the next thing, like the next day is leaving the band and moving away. There is some of that in the song. That's kind of why creating the EP was such a cathartic and emotional and kind of therapeutic experience was... It was the first time, and it took me 15 years, that I kind of put all this stuff out there. And I made myself vulnerable and said, you know what? For a minute there, it could have gone the other way. This could have been really embarrassing. I could have gone back to Madison with my tail between my legs. And fortunately, it worked out. But yeah, I'm glad you picked up on that because there's a subtext there that's definitely... I've been there and done that myself. And I've got the love of my life. And I am in a place where I meant to be. But it was not an obvious road, to say the least. And folks, you're listening today to Song of the Soul, and I'm visiting with Tim Case, website greatbigmoon.com, and like my website, northernspiritradio.org, you'll spell greatbigmoon.com right away without any challenges. But on my site, you'll find a link to Tim Case and a few other things, including his friend and co-performer Jake Soha, who was instrumental in getting us together for this show. 
all of my guests and their links from the past years that I've been doing Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action are on northernspiritradio.org. Please visit my site and post a comment. Let us know what you think of this interview, who you think we should interview next, other feedback. So let us know because we do love two-way communication. Here's your invite to do your part. You can also give us a donation, and we do count on you to help us out since we do not take corporate or government donations, with our only accountability being to you, our listeners. So please donate when you visit, if at all possible, and keep in mind that we're broadcast on something like 35 stations nationwide, and those community radio stations also deserve your help. We can make great things happen together and change this world. Right now, I want to get back to Tim Case and all the music that he's picked out to share on today's Song of the Soul. What's next, Tim? So next is a song I wrote called Sunshine State. I wrote this one, I remember the exact day, it was December 7th, 2022, because that's the day that I released the EP, the Great Big Moon EP, which was a big day for me. So Sunshine State song about my dad. I lost my dad back in 2018. He passed away. Losing him, it kind of kicked off a couple years of just chaos in my life. Just a, a little a side note to anyone who's listening, get your affairs in order. <laughs> you know, make things easier on the people you leave behind. Because it kicked off a couple years of just having to settle the estate and, you know, get rid of property and, th- and things like that. And that which led into the pandemic and all this other stuff. It was a couple years of just being very busy, which kind of postponed and kicked the grieving process down the road a little bit. My dad and I, he was a Pentecostal minister for most of my childhood and never did that full time. He, he worked in factories and things like that. It was a wonderful dad. And we had a good relationship, but it wasn't particularly close at the end. He was he had some struggles toward the end of his life that kind of created like a wall between him and me. And, and also I have two younger brothers as well. And so we were cordial and we'd, we'd speak and never had a fight or anything like that, but weren't particularly close. And so after he passed away, I had all these kind of complicated feelings. Like I'd always, you always kind of assume you're going to have a chance to have this conversation someday and then it's just gone and that opportunity is gone. I had tried to do some writing about it prior to writing this song, but it always came out either really angry <laughs> or really just kind of trite. And nowhere in the middle. And I didn't feel like either one of those extremes was particularly helpful or useful for anybody until I put out the Great Big Moon EP. And I'll never forget it. It was just a humble little release because nobody even knew I was working on it. So I just threw it up on YouTube and, and made a post on Facebook. And I hit post, closed my laptop, walked away into my living room. And just this, like, the most gentle, perfect snow started to fall as I looked outside. And I just started crying. And I couldn't figure out why. I think a part of it was just the relief of finally having this project out in the world. But then I just realized I really missed my dad. And all those kind of complicated feelings I had about our relationship just kind of got distilled down into this this just very simple longing to like have a, share this moment with him and have another conversation with him and I sat down and I think I wrote Sunshine State in about an hour it's a song in my mind about grief in its own kind of weird way the word grief doesn't appear in it so it's kind of subtle but it's about holding on to grief and then letting it go and then that moment when you let it go emerging into something like joy and that's what I tried to capture in the song, and I, it's a song I just love playing live because it, it's kind of like my dad being there with me, and I, it's just always a joyful experience to get to share that song with people. And oddly enough, I wrote it back in December and then played it live for the first time at that open mic where I met Jake, and I hadn't planned on playing it that night. 
But I had it in my head that like, okay, you go to an open mic, you're going to get two songs. So I prepared my two songs and then, you know, you're down in Osseo. It's, it's kind of a, a loose ship. <laughs> down, there's room. So Jake's like, eh, you got anything else? Like, so I played Sunshine State and I think I've played it every time I've been on stage since then. I feel like it's the best song I've written and I really enjoy sharing it with people. And I hope people enjoy it. Oh, this version of it, Jake and I recorded. We made a, an EP in his basement at Buffalo River Recordings and just recorded over a couple of rehearsal sessions, just trying to capture the way we sound live, basically. So we put out an EP back in December, Jake and I did, called Go Ahead, Scream Your Lungs Out. So check that out. It's on my Bandcamp page. You can find it on greatbigmoon.com as well. Hope people enjoy Sunshine State. The first time I went to Florida, I swore that I would not go back again. And I said the inland was a shithole, and the coasts were only castles made of sand. But yes, I am my father's son. Even dancing on the grave of my old man Dad went down to Florida And I haven't seen him since Family's new. 
your granddaughter started crying Right there on Main Street, USA Amongst the costume creatures Who rule the sunshine state When you reach your limit It's all that you can do to start again When you're standing in the ocean With your clothes on Your pockets full of sand Memories are not all keepers Some I save just for myself And one day I'll see you In the airport in Orlando And all the stories we could tell And all the stories we could tell The complicated feelings that Tim Case has related to his father definitely come through there. And I want to say up front, Tim, that I'm grateful for the tender feelings you're willing to share with us, especially because, as I'm sure you know, a lot of men are very reluctant to share those vulnerable feelings. And I so appreciate that. Well, it's interesting because... For a long time, like I've, I've wanted to be a songwriter since I was a teenager. A lot of kids, they pick up their guitar and they want to play guitar solos and stuff. I was always trying to figure out how songs were put together. Like, how do you write a lyric? How do you structure a song? So it's something I really tried hard to do for a long time. Then when I was in Ghost Town Council, I, I wrote a few songs for that band. And one of them was called Great Big Moon. That was the first song I ever wrote. So I named the EP after it. And then the second song I ever wrote was Every Song But Mine, which is another song on the EP. But then I, it, I had a dry spell of like, you know, 12 or 13 years where I just couldn't finish anything. Marriage ruined <laughs> Marriage and jobs and kids. All kind, yeah, <laughs> it's really hard to get time alone. And then I started writing again in the summer of 2022. And so I kind of, for a while, like my guiding principle was, if it makes me cry, it's a good song and I need to finish it. And I need to finish it now. Basically, every song on that EP is a song that made me cry at one point or another. So it's it's kind of the whole thing that makes it go for me is being willing to share those feelings and kind of confront them. And I think that's how you break down these barriers between yourself and other people is you just you get up on stage and you're willing to play a, a song, you know, that you wrote for your dad that you, you might cry halfway through it. So what can we share next? I do wish we had more time. Yeah, me too. This is fun. Uh, so I mentioned some of the things that have come out of sharing my music with people. And one of those is this wonderful group I've been a part of for the last year called the Chippewa Valley Songwriters Circle. It goes back to last February. I played an open mic at the Pablo Center in Eau Claire, and I played Sunshine State. And I was approached by a young lady named Andy Wine, who's another musician here in town, a wonderful young singer-songwriter. And she asked me to open this show. She was going to be playing, I think it was like an EP release show at the Plus in downtown Eau Claire. So she asked me to open for her. And that was like my wildest dreams. Like, oh, maybe by the end of this year, I'll get a gig. And like, boom, a month in, (laughs) I've got my first gig. So I played that gig and it it went great. And this gentleman approached me afterwards. He said, hey, I've got this group I'm putting together called the Chippewa Valley Songwriters Circle. I think you'd be a good addition to it. We meet once a month at this wine bar downtown. Why don't you come and join us? It's like, 
great. This sounds perfect. I, I love sitting around and nerding out over songwriting. And I was like, how do you know Andy? He's like, oh, I'm her, her dad. <laughs> so his name's, his, his name's Bob Weinkoop, and he's kind of the de facto leader of this group. We meet once a month, and it started out, it was like six of us. It's just been a really wonderful experience being a, a part of the group. And if nothing else, I know as long as I go to the meetings that I will write one song a month. Like in the, the bare minimum. But at first, I didn't really know how I was going to approach the group because songwriting was such a personal thing that I was like, man, am I going to sit around and cry in front of these people? <laughs> this is going to be like a therapy session. So I thought, well, maybe I'll learn different ways of songwriting or I'll go, I'll use this as an excuse to go back and take songs I wasn't happy with and rewrite them with the help of the group. This next song, it's called 24. It's a collaboration with another songwriter in the group. And that's something I'd never done because I always kind of like hoard my songs and, and like to work on them myself but we had a prompt that was finish someone else's lyric and so this other songwriter named Dave Udell he brought in a sheet of unfinished lyrics so just kind of disconnected lines and one of them was the days don't get shorter there's still 24 I don't know what he was thinking when he wrote it but when I saw it it just jumped out at me like wow like who's saying that are they happy do they want the day to be longer they're not enough hours in the day or are they just watching the clock and you know running out the clock and just ready to be done and of course me being a little morose I took it in that darker direction <laughs> and, and finished the song and and wrote a song about someone who's maybe lost someone and they're just wondering what to do with all these hours in the day and thinking back on their life. And at the time, it was just a work of fiction in my mind. I, it was the first song I'd written in a long time. It was just, I felt like I was just totally making it up. But then as I've gotten to perform it for people, I've started to realize there's a lot of my grandpa in there. Following my dad passing away, I, I spent a lot of time with my grandpa who was in a nursing home at the time. And a lot of long conversations at the end of his life were talking about my grandmother who had passed away back in the 80s and he hadn't talked about her for a long time but then toward the end just we had these long conversations about her and so i think some of that kind of crept into the song it's 24 by tim case well it used to be and that's you and me we were howling at the moon Cursing at the sunrise Just for coming Up too soon And on a late night Bus from Madison We held each other tight Hard to see what's coming When your heart Is in your eyes Now I need more time Like two nickels Need a dime And one lonely coin Won't make a sound Feels like a sin Alive but not quite living It's not the same Without you around Cause the days Don't get shorter there's still 24 Not much to hold on anymore Oh, was it far? 
I can't recall Doesn't seem so long ago But the seasons change Rearrange And memories come and go And I can see you standing On a ladder In the sun Full of pride and satisfied With the life we've just begun These old shoes need a shine And I'm dressed up, no place to go Feels like a sin Alive but not quite living It's not the same without you live performance of 24 by Tim Case was at the Chippewa Valley Songwriters Circle, their showcase back in 2023. You can find a lot more about Tim Case on his website, greatbigmoon.com. And like always, the links are on northernspiritradio.org. So that's one group, and you did that live at the showcase. Is that group still six people? No, it's actually grown quite a bit lately. I think the showcase was kind of like this inflection point where that was our first like public thing. And so now more and more songwriters are coming and and joining and checking it out. And so at at our most recent meeting, I think we had maybe a dozen. There's a couple more every week and it's getting more and more diverse, more perspectives. And it's it's really fun. But if if you check out the Two Roots Facebook page, you'll find more information about those meetings. And I got to thank my friend Jim Nelson, who's another member of the group, an amazing songwriter, but he did all the recording and mixing of all of our live performances at the last one. So thank you, Jim, for providing that recording for me. So this uh, last one, it's another one that came out of the songwriting group, and this is another recording from the most recent showcase. In my mind, it's called To Hide or Be Found, but everybody calls it the Rock River Song. And so my wife said, just call it the Rock River Song. So it's a Rock River Song. It started as a song I wrote back in 2022 about my hometown. I grew up in Beloit, Wisconsin, spent the first 20 or so years of my life there. I don't have much family back there, but I still go home once a year or so just to spend a weekend and just see what's changed and maybe meet up with a few friends. 
Jones. And so I wrote this song a couple years ago. I think it was called Easy Money. And it was just like this cranky old man song about how everything's changed. And the, there's something about the corner drugstore and expensive coffee shops. And I, when I first wrote it, I was like, yeah, this is a good song. And then I, a couple months later, I got back to it like, no, this is terrible. Like, who is this guy in the song? This isn't you. You love expensive coffee. <laughs> You've never been to a corner drugstore in your life. So, but I, I felt like there was something there, you know, in my hometown. There's something that, that drew me to writing about my hometown. So I came back to it and I decided instead of writing about how the town has changed, to write about how I've changed since I've moved away. And so that this song, the Rock River song, came out of that. It's a song about home. The home that you're born into, the relationships you're born into versus the home you choose and, the, and you make for yourself and trying to reconcile both of those without throwing one away or prioritizing one over the other. How do you kind of make peace between those two things and kind of use the, the Rock River as a metaphor for time and for change. And it's another one where I, I wrote it and I didn't even realize what I was writing about as I was writing it until I got to the end like, oh, I that's in there. I didn't know I was even thinking about that, but there's old relationships in there. And it's the first song I wrote that kind of hinted at some other stuff I've written since then about the faith I grew up in growing up in the Pentecostal church. And, you know, for a long time, I just kind of shoved that aside, spent my twenties just kind of ignoring it like it never happened. And then when I went to grad school for English, started writing about it for the first time and kind of just telling stories that I'd experienced growing up. And that made connections with people. You know, I thought I was like the only one who grew up in this in this weird little tradition. <laughs> then you start putting out these stories and it's like, oh, no, you went through the exact same thing I did. That was also an experience that kind of made me a little bit angry. It got me angry about my upbringing for the first time. And now I'm in my 40s. I've got a daughter who's nine years old and I don't want her to see dad being angry all the time. So I'm trying to, through my songwriting, kind of just reconcile that with where I'm at now and try to come to some sort of peace with it so that I can have just a healthy spiritual relationship going forward. Well, I really feel like your music is a channel for that, not only for your healing, but for the healing of others, because we all need to hear each other on the deep levels so that we can make our own progress. No one else can do the journey for us, but hearing that someone else is doing the trip can free us up to make our own advances. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Well, folks, that's how we're going to finish off Tim Case's Song of the Soul today with his song, Rock River Song, or if he's being true to his soul, it's To Hide or Be Found. Either way, it's a wonderful song, and I thank you so much for joining me, Tim. Thank you, Mark. It's been my pleasure. Again, Tim Case's website is greatbigmoon.com. I'll have that and a couple of other links on northernspiritradio.org. Here's Rock River Song, and we'll see you all again next week for Song of the Soul. so far away and here with my true love in the home that we made and here in the twilight when I close my eye the sound of the highway don't hear it Don't
Like a line on your finger Where a ring used to be Like a song half remembered Do you still think of me? for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.